With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corn Roof Podcast. This is the return, the Friday, the Friday Saturday show, it's the weekend edition. It's a little shorter show today, guys. We just break down what we, our pit, six pack picks from last night, go off of our live stream, and just you know a few headlines. It's a little shorter today. Uh, there may not be a last call. Occasionally, we're shit in sports, but less segments. It's more free flowing conversation. It's a little quicker, easier. Nice thing for your uh, Saturday or Friday drive, whatever you prefer. All righty, here we go. Kev, how you doing, pal? I'm doing great. How are you? I, I had the stra- one of the strangest days ever, and I'm just rolling with it at this point. Um, so first kicking off, Thursday Night Football last night, a lot more points than I thought was going to get scored. I, I'm very um, – I was very surprised. Uh, Jerry Judy, by the way, lives up to his uh, name, lives up to the billing. Yeah, he's phenomenal. And I want to talk about the most bounce back that ever appeared this year. Went from getting mossed by Judy to having two picks, one of them being a pick six. Yeah. Just that's just that's just football in a nutshell. Uh, Sam Darnold has a sprained shoulder; he may miss a few weeks. As of now, Adam Gase has not been fired, and um, Broncos are one and three. So, I mean, th- so it's definitely an interesting. Um, it was definitely a weird game last night. A lot of points scored, but I think the coolest thing ever was Sam Darnold's 45-yard touchdown run, looking straight out of the longest yard. <clears throat> yeah, that that was the longest run by a quarterback in Jets history, I think they said. Yeah, no, I, I saw that, that too. That's actually pretty cool. I mean, it was fun to watch, but, like, it just looked like that dad trying to outrun all of his kid, like all of his kids at the Turkey Bowl. I thought he was going to get tackled three times on that run. Well, when Alex – I think was, who, who was the end for the um, Bills? Alexander something like that or Madison, whatever his name was, came off the edge. He had him wrapped up and just missed. Just completely airmailed it. So, I guess, I mean, it was just, it was a nice entertaining moment last night. And, I mean, it's just always nice to see there's always a team worse than worse than ours. The Jets fans, God bless y'all. Because at yeah, least, I mean, it, Sam Darnold's a talented quarterback. He's a good quarterback. 
I think if the Jets get people like, oh, the Jets are taking for Trevor, that'd be so stupid because Trevor Lawrence is going to look the same in that offense. So I don't know if you saw Mike Greenberg's quote this morning about um, yeah. how yeah, that Trevor should stay for a final year if the Jets have no overall pick. Has any – I don't think any player has done that yet. Never, right? Uh, well, it's been tough because there have been points where whenever they decide it, if you declared for the draft, you couldn't come back. And they changed that recently. Trevor Lawrence might be the first one. And honestly, hot take, if Trevor Lawrence returns to Clemson in the when the Jets get the first overall pick, that'd be the best thing for both parties involved. Trevor Lawrence doesn't have to go to a garbage Jets team. And the Jets can use a, that draft pick to fill a position of need, a tackle, an edge rusher. Well, there's like three. Uh, get the tackle out of Oregon. He's projected top five pick right now. Seriously, the kid's a monster. So, I mean, just something. Like, I mean, Becton was a good pickup, but he's still raw as hell. Go get another one. Keep adding. Go get one for agency or or, or, or uh, trade. Get him some help. Oh, maybe draft a damn running back who's not a dinosaur or washed up. Yes. Washed up being Le'Veon Bell. Frank Gore looked decent, though. Oh, no, he did. I, I kind of regret not picking him up last night. He only, he only had a couple points, but... Yeah, he didn't uh, do phenomenally, but for his age, I felt so bad because there's a clip of him or like a screenshot of him sitting on the bench as time's winding down of the Jets losing. And it's like, oh, the twilight of Frank Gore's career is being wasted on the Jets. And it looked like he was about to cry. Yes. Yeah, but uh, honestly, though, leave it to the Broncos to actually make it somewhat entertaining. I mean, we're going to have some good college football this weekend, though, so it's, it's going to make up for it, and also some good football on Sunday as well. Um, the Pittsburgh and Tennessee game has been postponed to November 1st, officially, because uh, a bunch of Tennessee players have tested positive for coronavirus. Was it? No, it wasn't to November 1st. It's October 25th. October 25th. No, but the game at the game that the, the Ravens-Steelers game after. The Ravens-Steelers was pushed back to November 1st. Sorry, I got them flipped. Um, but, yeah, no. So that's uh, the news on the COVID stuff for the NFL. Um, NBA news. Doc Rivers heading to Philadelphia. I saw the headline yesterday before our show. We were going to bring it up. We never got to it because we started talking about drinking stories. A Hall of Fame level show yesterday, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like we've done that a few times too, though. We just I know, but this one felt natural because we were just having a good time. Like that was like there's some there's some like live streams we've done where basically. You or me is rushing off the camera to go do something. Like, either I have to go use the bathroom or I have to go somewhere, or you have to go somewhere or you're exhausted. Yeah. So, there you go. But here we go. First off, Dr. Philly. I saw a tweet from the Clippers like four or five days ago, and I sent, I think I sent it to you. I was really confused. I'm like, where's Doc going? Like, did he opt out of his contract? Did he – or did the Clippers just let him walk? I, I, who cares at this point? But the thing is, like, I like the move, and star players love playing for Doc Rivers, but the next question is, what do you do with Simmons and Embiid? I heard a rumor today. Uh, somebody in Bleach Report sent it up, and I, my buddy, our boy Jeffrey sent it over to me. He goes, oh – Rumor is going to try to trade Simmons to Minnesota for the Marvel pick. I'm going to shoot that down in three in three sentences really quickly here. Bullet points. One, Towns and Simmons don't like each other, period. Two, Timberwolves need shooters. Simmons, I have a better jump shot than Simmons sometimes. That's terrifying. Three, the Timberwolves never give up for Ben Simmons. There's like a bunch of players they would put on that list. He's not near the top of them. 
He doesn't fit their offense. They already have Russell. They already have Towns. They don't need another guy who needs the ball in his hands to be dominant. So uh, there's that rumor shot down. I think that it's – I remember I saw the tweet from the Clippers, and it's, thanks for all you've done, and it's like black and white. And someone retweeted it and said, did Doc just get Lord carry him now? If those don't get that, when uh, Gordon Hayward shattered his – or not shattered, sprained his ankle, and it was at like a 45-degree angle – uh, Dwight Howard tweeted a picture of him dunking with the caption, Lord, carry him now. And it was like, Dwight, he's not dead. He's injured. Only but, Dwight Howard would be the butt of that joke. Let's see what you did there. Uh, uh, I think Ben Simmons actually on the Timberwolves would be really interesting to see because he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be dominant. He can't shoot, but he can post up well. He's a good distributor. He can distribute. He can do a lot, but the Timberwolves would then have to get even more shooting elsewhere. If they can't yeah, do it, Elton Branded, who goes, okay, we have these dominant players who can't shoot. We're going to trade all our shooters and just not shoot the three ball ever. Well, here's the thing. We have Beasley, who can hit threes. We have D'Lo, who can hit threes. We have Towns, who can hit threes. Everyone else is kind of streaky. And then we got Rentham's own Jake Lehman. <laughs> Sure you do. Yeah, that, that Favorite means a ball. Uh, uh, the Tim when he played for the Timberwolves was like Jake Lehman and his majestic hair have checked into the game. Because <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves Twitter is just awesome. Also, oh Blazers. Okay, um, never mind then. And um, but in my favorite one of my favorite dunks of the year. I think he dunked on Zion and it was hysterical. I, if I were Zion, I would just retire. Yeah, I know. Like, you just got dunked on by a white boy. <laughs> but, um, honestly, the best fit for Minnesota is just to take Anthony Edwards first overall. He fits your system. He can shoot. He can defend. He runs well. It's, it honestly, for Minnesota, the best thing to do right now is just take Edwards. He That's holds not it well. what they're doing. Oh, God. If they take the LaMelo ball, I'm literally going to jump off. That's the plan. According to who? Uh, a bunch of media outlets. I saw it at least ten times. God, if we take Lamelo Ball, it's I'm literally like, gonna... plan A is to trade back. Plan B is Lamelo. Oh, good lord, you idiots! Even I—it's really sad when I know better than the morons who are coaching my team. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is just—I'm not seeing anything right now about it on like their feed, but I don't know. I feel like Minnesota also always throws up a smoke screen every year of what they're doing. And the, like they like they were talking about Jabari Okafor literally the entire time before they took Towns. So I don't know anymore. Sports Illustrated NBA rumors: Lamelo Ball accepted to go number one if Timberwolves don't trade top pick. Like I said before, Minnesota always throws up smoke screens. They were talking about Jule Okafor the entire time up to the draft last time. They had number one pick. They took Towns. So. I don't know. We'll see. If I, if I take LaMelo Ball, I might just, like, put him up for sale for Minnesota. I swear to God. This kid would have – he's he doesn't have a gear. He doesn't work hard. He's just, like – oh, my God, he's played overseas pro ball. Good. Congratulations. That really worked well for Brandon Jennings. But the thing is, like, the jump shot's crap. Can't play defense. He doesn't hustle. And also, I think D'Lo and Cat would jump him in the locker room after a bad shooting game. The kid uh, looks like he has 
I think Lamelo. I think Lamelo's jump shots a little better. I think he felt sometimes he's like I'm the only one on this team. I have to take fucking half court shots all the time. So I think his shooting's a little better than advertised. I think he has a better shot than Lonzo. His shooting motion is just better. Yeah. There is one thing he has going for him though. Lonzo would always kind of like turn and defer to his dad, whatever his dad said. He'd be like, "Yeah, that's how I feel." Uh, what's his Lamar Lavar Lamar Lavar Ball Lavar? I don't know. He hasn't spoken in like six months, and it's weird. Uh, Lavar Ball said that I don't think there are certain teams that Lamelo can't play for. He should be drafted by these teams. And Lamelo's like, no, I I can play wherever. Just draft me, and you will be happy. That's one thing I do respect about Lamelo, but at the same time, I'm like, kind of, you know, because I've seen like I've seen different sides of the story with Lamelo Ball, and I guess we'll talk to Joe. I, I'm gonna try to pick Joey's brain because I want to bring him. We're gonna bring him on next week. Um, I really want to pick his brain about Lamelo Ball because I love Anthony Edwards a ton. We talked about this when I got the wrong pick. I watched his tape and and he says that's the pick that makes more sense for Minnesota, a two guard that can just lock you down on defense, but also can take a hit. When he shoots, I don't know. I mean, the last problem with Culver and Akogi is they're streaky and they're small. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's gonna be weird. I'm I'm just hoping like Minnesota doesn't screw this up. All right, they probably will. That's what Minnesota does. I mean, they didn't with uh, their only other number one overall pick. Uh, yeah, Mr. but they Thomas. traded Jarrett Culver last year. Culver's not a bad pick though. They uh, have said they regretted it and they feel like they failed. It's been one year, and honestly, I hate when teams are like, oh, we fail after one year. He also could blow up after one year. We don't. It's this is why I hate about the NBA. Everything's so fucking neat. The guy's 19 years old. Yeah, but you can usually tell after a year. Eh, I don't know. We had a couple. There's been a couple late. Like PG was a late bloomer. And he actually took three years of freaking college, or four years of college. So, I don't know. It's gonna be odd. Figure it out. Uh, switching to baseball now. So Kev, the eight teams have been set. The Yankees, the five seed Yankees will take on the Rays. Uh, the six seed Astros will take on the two seed A's. The winner of tonight's San Diego St. Louis game will take on the Dodgers and the Marlins. My team, <laughs> my, my proxy team this year, before <laughs> the playoffs, are taking wow. on the Braves. Wow, Jared took a team that has never lost a series. Color me shocked. But they have like no talent, which makes this hysterical. They're also basically automatic once they get to the playoffs. We didn't know if that was going to be another thing, though, because they, they haven't been in since 03. So it's been 17 years. I don't – I was – I said – remember, I said to you before the playoffs started, I would love for Florida to go on a run and just – an all-Florida World Series. I said to Cruz also, an all-Florida World Series would be awesome. I mean, I do also love Atlanta because I Freddie – Freddie – um uh, Acuna Jr. I can't remember his name now. It's – Freddie Freeman. No, Acuna. I got me. I put it together. Ronald Acuna is probably one of my favorite players in baseball, and I love his energy, and I want to see him play longer in the playoffs. I just hope Tatis hits a. I hope I, I want Tatis to get into the second round, and I want San Diego just to take a nice haymaker or two at the Dodgers. But with that being said, Mr. Langley, uh, who is your pick? What is your pick for the Yankees Rays series? Rays. Yeah, I got the Rays in four. I think the Yankees will steal a game. It's a five-game series, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I have the Rays in four. 
I think um, I think the Yankees are still a game. They they just always do. But I think the Rays are just a well built team, and they just have better chemistry. The Yankees really rely on the home run ball too much. Uh, Astros and A's. I know who's going to win, but I'm just going to take the A's because fuck the Astros. Yeah, no, I, I'm just probably the A's man of the first round this year for once, but I'm kind of still bitter that the team had derailed Arizona season. Not kidding. They got swept by the A's in the second game of their four game split. And, uh, they just never recovered from that. Dude, they were like the hot team. No, I, no, I know. I know. I know Arizona had a lot of bigger problems, like the fact that the pitcher they paid the most money for couldn't pitch anymore. Um, also, I hate Carlos Correa. I think it was him. It's like, oh, a lot of people didn't want to want to see us here, but now we're here. So what are you gonna say? Um, that y'all um, cheat to win a race? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I got ace and five. Dodgers. I'm just gonna well, winner of the state. If if the Dodger, I think the Dodgers are gonna win in five. But if it's San Diego, it's gonna go five. If it's St. Louis going three. I don't trust it. St. Louis is hanging on by their teeth. Yeah, it's it's going to be Dodgers. Yeah, it's going to be Dodgers. They're going to take on the winner of this series, which is Marlins-Braves. I'm taking the Marlins in five. I don't know why. I don't know how. They don't lose series when they get in. I'm calling all Florida World <laughs> Series. Let's go. We're doing this. We're partying in Florida in Arlington. Let's go. I'm calling Braves in four. They blanked the Reds. Yeah, Every no, game. The, but also, the Reds are atrocious. Uh, Reds were talked about as having a very high-powered offense. Braves yeah, we all we all know in baseball, like no, they played atrocious. But the thing is, that also the Reds, we, we also know high-powered offenses in ba- in the postseason always fizzle out. Not hey, usually the wild card. Well, no, i.e. my. Diamondbacks in 17. They, they showed up for the wild card round, but the second they got into any kind of series, the Dodgers blanked their, their – they had four hits in the entire series. One was a solo shot. So, I've never trusted offenses in the playoffs. It's always best pitching staff, best ball you know, So When I say blanked them, I don't mean dominant. I mean did not give up a single run. I know. Because I watched two – I watched game one with Acuna's, like, walk-off double in the 12th inning. Also, the Braves mascot in his green outfit giving Vietnam flashbacks to all the boomers watching. (laughs) I love that picture so much. You texted me that, and I swear I was falling off my chair. I was laughing so hard. All right. Kev, ready to reopen that six-pack? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, so so last night, both me and Kevin picked A&M over Alabama. There's not really much to say here, honestly. Alabama's the best team in college football. A&M struggled with Vanderbilt. I don't see what's the line is 17 and a half for Alabama. I'm ta- I take the over. I would so. You, oh, by the way, can you pull up a uh, Fanduel for uh, the uh, for the lines. By the way, I only have three of them written down. Um. Also, by the way, but, you uh, taking the over would be taking Bama covering. I was taking Bama covering, yeah. So sorry, it's been a while since I gambled on uh, sports since my state sucks. I've um, never gambled in my life. Uh, I've, I have. Um, yeah, no, I just Alabama. They're gonna smack. They're gonna smack them. We're gonna get some more Mac Jones content for Kevin. Uh, for Kevin Cruz. 
So uh, we're pro- I'm calling at least three Mac Jones touchdowns tomorrow. On tomorrow, so it's gonna be a good time. Or Saturday when you listen to this, so it's gonna be a good time. Um, um, you got add? Like A and M beat Vandy by five after being favored by 31 points. They're not gonna do anything against Alabama. Yeah, no, I, I'm calling like it's gonna look like that game where the guys came. What was a 17? But they came off all hyped. They just beat some like no names, some barely ranked school, and then they're like, "Oh, it was, it was Middle Tennessee." Middle Tennessee, they beat. They yeah, they beat Middle the- Tennessee, Western Kentucky, and some other shit school. It was Vandy that did that, and then talked all this shit, and then got blown out. They're gonna do what? what that's gonna happen to Vandy. What happened is gonna happen to A and M this weekend. They're just well, gonna no, get A and M's not really like running their mouths because they know that they. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the run of the mouse. I'm saying it's just going to get smacked around. It looks it looks like a bloodbath in the making. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, all right, so to my conference, the con- I mean, at least the conference I watch the most, um, no school in there would take me. Um, North Carolina, Boston College, um, Sam Howell, that's the quarterback's name, I believe. I always, yeah. I always get him confused with the guy from Wake Forest, just like you do. But Sam Howell Sam Hartman is Wake Forest. Sam Howell is uh, right. UFC. Yep. So Sam Howell and his boys taking on BC. As much as BC is an upstart team, two and zero right now. There's a reason North Carolina is ranked where they are. They're a solid team. The line on this has got to be at least over 15, right? Uh, it's 13 and a half. All right. I still take. I still take the over. Um, I think BC is going to cover. I don't think UNC is a very good program. I don't think they're bad, but I think they're going to win, and I think it's going to be comfortably. I think it'll be by ten points, but I think it'll be in that ten to fourteen range. Oh, so you're you so you're you're you think Boston College is going to bring a little more A game? They're actually semi legit compared to what we would think of them with their two and a record. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're good. I think they're going up against a better school. They get blown out, but. Again, yeah. UNC, it's not historically a great program, and I don't think they're that great this year either. Fair enough. All right, Auburn-Georgia, the only real true other-ranked matchup this week. I saw Quavo posting with his, his Georgia Bulldogs uh, uniform. It's going to be a good game. The two, the two of the schools that Kevin despises, so we'll make him, like, comment first. What do you think of Georgia, Georgia versus uh, Auburn? I mean, you got... The absentee father versus whoever the hell Georgia rules out this weekend. Uh, I think, I mean, the line is Georgia minus six and a half. I think they're going to do fine. I can see them covering, honestly. I think I think Georgia, even though they don't have a quarterback, they're still a pretty good school, a pretty good team. And I think Auburn, I don't think Auburn's that good, frankly. I mean, yeah, they beat Kentucky, but... Every year, or not every year, but people think, for some reason, like my dad used to think, he saw people talk about it, like, they think Gus Malzahn's a good offensive coach. He's really not. He had one year with Nick Marshall and Trey, and Tra- uh, what's his name? God, what was the running back's name? Oh, Played for the Rams, he fizzled out really quickly. Trey Mason? Trey Mason, yeah. That was their offense. It was the two of them. Yeah, so, and then Cam Newton in 2011. Yeah, that's two, but he was only the OC back then, right? Because, uh... Gene Chizik was head coach. Oh, by the way, for Sam, uh, quick two quick notes in the Boston College game, and then we moved on. Um, Boston College barely beat Texas State and didn't handily beat 
Um, Duke, they, they won, won by 20. But Syracuse uh, gave Sam Howell problems. He's right now uh, only two touchdowns, one, uh, two, one touchdown with two interceptions, uh, 25 for 34 so far this season in one game. So, I don't know. It's going to be a weird game. I think I think you might be on the, on something about them covering. Um, not covering. I mean, uh, Auburn. This this game. I just feel like Georgia. Regardless of who they roll out there, I just still think they're a better team than Auburn, top to bottom, personnel wise. We've never really had. I think Auburn has kind of slid back to that like fifth or sixth best, fourth or fifth best team in the ACC, in the SEC every year. I just don't think they're on the same level as Georgia, and it's really going to come down to this weekend. Um, I, I don't even, the line right now is I got right now seven and a half. That's what you got, right? Six and a half. Why is ESPN always a point higher? I don't know. I'm on Fanduel. Okay, so right now ESPN has a seven and a half. Kev's got on Fanduel six and a half. Um, I want to see what they can do with Zero White on the um, on the ground. I want to see what he can do running the ball. And it's really bad for Auburn when Bo Nix is their leading rusher, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, if you have a mobile quarterback and then you do running back by committee, that's going to happen. True. I mean, also, rushing yards allowed for Georgia. They're, I mean, it was only one game. Bear in mind, with 77 yards per game versus uh, – all of Auburn's stats just look a lot uglier than Georgia's do. So I, it's it's hard. This is weird because we're trying to base the game off of it, and probably only play one game. They play Arkansas. Like, yikes! So I don't know. It's going to be a test for both teams. Yeah. So I, I um, think. they played Arkansas. So take any stats from that game with a grain of salt. Yeah, right out the window. Um, the over the uh, the line is forty four right now, forty four and a half. So I would take the over. I think I think George is going to at least put up two t- two touchdowns over on him. All right. Next up on the list is we switch to the big boys pro game, Colts and Bears. Me and Kev both took the Colts here. Basically, my thinking was I don't trust the Bears against a legitimate defense with Frank Reich running in the offense. You got Jonathan Taylor controlling clock, and Nakeem Hines kind of being the change of pace guy. I'm buying it. I think the Colts are going to like sneak into the playoffs as like that sixth or seventh seed. That's kind of the vibe right now with them. And they're just an they're a okay team, but they're still the best team that the Bears have played so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, we both picked the Colts. Uh, I think though, if Eddie Jackson and Khalil Mack show up, uh, Colts run for a rough day because Philly twelve kids is going to throw a bunch of picks. Yeah. Right. I mean, also, I think that's – but also, the one thing I – like, I'll go back to Frank Reich a little bit. Like, the play calling. If he's struggling, can they get ahead and just start running the football and just keep control clock and just keep – and, like, force Nick Foles to beat them or, like, you know, force them to make bad decisions. So, I don't – it's going to be an interesting game. I still have the Colts. It's going to be a closer game than, like, most people think, though. Yeah, I don't know what the spread is. I feel like it's less. It's got to be less than four points. Uh, the two and a half. Nailed it. Um, yes, yeah, less than a field goal. So there you go. All right. 
Uh, Pats and Chiefs. Explain why you took, like, logically, besides the fact that they're your boys. Take take me through your decision-making for taking the, the Patriots over the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So I think, I think the Patriots secondary, especially, not secondary, I think the Ravens are better corners, but I think the Patriots safeties are better. So they'll shrink the field a bit, get rid of some of those deep passes. I think Cam Newton is an X factor in this game. I think he he showed against the Seahawks and against the Raiders a bit that he can throw and throw deep well. He's not a noodle arm back there. Uh, in oh everything's covered, I'm just gonna take off for ten yards. It's fine. And also, I think a lot of I think Bill Belichick is a much better coach than Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh is a good coach. I think Bill's just better. And Bill's Josh, in a class of his own. Yeah. Some Ravens fans going to hear this and get mad. But I think, I do think John Harbaugh probably didn't game plan properly for the Chiefs. I don't think you really truly can, though. That's the problem. I I think Bill can. He's done it in the past. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm saying, like, unless you're Bill Belichick. I, yeah. I think even also, Andy Reid playbook for himself. Chiefs defense is still sus. Like, I'm sorry. the Yeah, they did well against the Ravens, but I think Bill and Josh McDaniels can throw a couple wrinkles and get some easy points. Also, here's the thing is, like, with the Ravens, you get ahead of them, their offense goes full dummy. They don't know what the hell they're doing. So, it seems like they're lost when they're behind. That's, that's the, yeah, I guess that's the Patriots, point. it's very hard to get a big lead on them, unless oh, you're no. the Falcons, and then you're going to blow it. So, I think <laughs> exactly that, that it, the defense can keep things relatively close enough for the offense to make up for them. The defense isn't great this year, but I think the offense is better than last year, so they can do more. True. I took the the Chiefs only because I just think there's too much to overwhelm. Let's say, okay, let's say McCourty and the boys back there keep them locked down. Like, everything looks covered. There's going to be a lot, a couple picks here and there from Mahomes. Andy Reid is the, Andy Reid has always been the thorn in Belichick's side. Even if he's beaten him in Super Bowls, Reid has always irritated him to the end of the ends of the earth. He's the one coach that always pushes him, like, to that brink where he, Bill's got to pull out the extra shit to make sure he wins. Andy Reid, in my opinion, is one of the top five greatest offensive minds of all time, no question. But with Big Red coaching, what? It's more the Ravens. The Ravens? A team's Belich- a team teams that Belichick has to pull out as much shit as he can to try and get a win. It was the Colts for a while, and then it was the Ravens. The double Please passes, no. the lining yeah. up a man who's checks in as ineligible, like Shane Vereen, so a tackle can be eligible. No, I'm talking about like no, but like now it's it when Colts Ravens down to the Chiefs it's because of Mahomes. Because Mahomes pushed them to so the that's break. not Andy Reid being a thorn in his side. That's Patrick. I know but Andy Reid's always been like that one coach that always gives him that always is like you know it's it's a chess match. It's not always just a blowout. Like Andy's never been blown out by Belichick, at least not in my recent memory. Unless unless you count uh, Green Bay when he was an assistant coach, but I don't even know if they played at that point against each other. But I just took the Chiefs. It's going to be close. I think the Patriots are a legit team. I'll admit I was wrong there. Uh, the Cam, the, I wanted Cam to work, and it is working. And, Kev, you have me rooting for the Patriots sometimes now with Cam Newton because I love Cam. But uh, I don't know. I got Chiefs here. Um, Bills and Raiders. So we both took Bills here. I was really tempted to take the Raiders, but I could not because their offense last week against Bill was sus as hell. 
I, I, I don't know. The way I look at this game is like if they can get the ball rolling with Zach Moss and Singletary and get the, and keep Allen from turning the ball over, they got an easy win. I think the the Raiders, we kind of saw their ceiling a little bit last week. Like how, you, how Bill kind of showed the NFL here is how you shut down this offense. And to be fair, they also played two okay teams. I mean, yeah, they played New Orleans, but like New Orleans also fresh off of a missing Mike Thomas and Drew Brees' non-existent arm. I don't know. What do you think about Raiders-Bills? I think Josh Allen's a legit quarterback now. I think he learned how to throw accurately. Uh, I think the I think the Bills' defense is the best defense in the league. I don't care what the stats say. It's just what they've been able to do. That secondary is phenomenal. Their front seven, they've done a good job Their building personnel up. Is just, their personnel is underrated, but like still phenomenal. Yeah, I think Tredavious White's the second-best corner in the league. Oh, no, we agreed on this before. I think he is, too. Because he can do both man and zone like Gilmore and just lock you up. Yeah. We I think I we did our top five corners once and I said it on I said it off air to a buddy of mine. He's like, How do you have Tredavious White and Slay in the top five, but you don't have like so and so like he's I think I think they were talking about like like Marlon Humphrey. I'm like, listen, Marlon Marlon Humphrey's a great corner. He's a good turn. He forces a lot of turnovers, but he's not the best pure cover corner. When I look at a cornerback. I want him to be able to lock a guy down. Slay right now has allowed less than his pass breakups outnumber his catches allowed. So that's all I care about with Slay. But um, that's your random Eagles fact for a second. But uh, I don't know. I just the Bills, just the Raiders. The Raiders, I feel like, are the surprise team that's going to probably sneak into the playoffs along with the Colts. They're a year away. They need a little more help on defense, especially in that secondary. So. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So let's go to our your gimme my upset pick. So, Kev, you took Clemson knocking the daylights out of who are they playing this week? Clemson's playing Virginia. Yeah. Okay. That's a cakewalk. Virginia. I think this is the first game of the season, right? Because of all the COVID testing. I think. No, they played last week or two weeks ago. Okay. Okay. So they played. No, they didn't play two weeks ago. Um, they played last week. Okay. Because the first I just game one and up. Yeah. They played Duke. Um. Yeah. On Saturday, so they got they they uh won. So there you go. Yeah. No. Uh. The line right now is minus twenty eight and a half. Hey, it's the same line on ESPN. So yeah, I think Clemson's gonna easily cover that. I I have some starters getting pulled later in the game. So now my upset pick. And this is this is just Kevin manipulating my brain and getting me all gassed up. And every damn stinking word I've heard all week about I have coworkers that I talked to before, saw an Eagle stick on the back of my car I was, hey, what do you think about the Eagles benching once this morning? I'm like, I look I like I made sure. I like them like I checked in all the contacts I follow on Twitter, even some of the guys I, I have messages with who are like Philly Pod guys, whatever. And I looked on all their Twitter feeds and I'm like like, Barry, shut the fuck up. Go on your job. And the kid never says a word to me. He's like, you're an Eagles fan? I'm like, yeah, shut up, Barry. But <laughs> there's a, there's an Archer joke there somewhere. But i just been hearing the crap all week. I had a, my friend's dad, who's a Raiders fan, giving me shit this morning. I had a Packers fan talking smack to me in the locker room. This little nerdy guy who's like probably 50 years old looking at me. Shorter than Kevin's looking like, oh, yeah, you guys suck right now. I'm like, bro, you don't even know me. Watch your mouth. But, and even the media has been disrespecting him. Max Kellerman 
just saying, hey, they should trade him to the Colts and give him Frank Reich so they can get a draft pick. I'm like, Max, shut the fuck up. All right. All I'm saying is there is no more dangerous dog or at least a Philadelphia Eagle when they're back in the corner. Did I want them to be back in their corner at week four? No. <laughs> Do I think they have a shot? Yes. Are they missing a lot of players? Yes. Is Doug Peterson going to take the reins off finally because he knows his job's probably – his job's going to start getting in hot seat if he doesn't beat, win this week? Yes. So there you go. I got the Eagles. It's going to be close. It's going to be tight. Lucky for the Eagles, the one thing the Niners do well is run the football. Well, the one thing the Eagles stop well is they running the football. So they're going to make Nick Mullins try to beat them. Slay will be back. LeBlanc will play. So will kill Roby Coleman. At least Slay's playing well. Roby Coleman, not so much. But give me the Eagles by a field goal. Um, it's it's going to be tight as hell, but it's going to be a thriller on Sunday night, so I'm excited for it. That's why I picked them. Is my upset pick. But uh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, Ready the for- Niners haven't played anyone, really, and they have half their team on the IR. So, yeah. Although, I mean, against the Giants, Nick Mullins did throw for 343 and a touchdown. They also... I, no, I, I do see your point, but they broke this down before I was watching a, a video on NFL, NFL.com. The Niners do have – the Giants do have one of the worst personnel for their secondary besides Jubilee Peppers in the league. I'm not saying – Nick Mullins is one of the better backups in the league, so it's going to be interesting. I feel like it's going to – Philly's going to have to score points. They're not going to be able to get away with just putting up 20 and saying, okay, defense, hold on. But – um, defense looked pretty healthy. Avante Max is probably gonna miss the game, so it's Trevor Williams. But uh, we're gonna see Slay, and thank God, and um, Coleman LeBlanc. It's gonna be interesting. We really need to bring Cindy Jones back, like I thought they should have. But uh, yeah, so there you go. I got Philadelphia sneaking one out, saving their sa- saving their bacon at least for one week. But uh, yes, yeah, so there you go. Uh, Kev, you got some weird for me? I do. So it, it's MLB playoffs. Yay. We don't really talk about baseball that much. Unless Steve comes on. Unless what? Unless Steve comes on. Yeah, unless that. But the home run record is very weird. For MLB playoffs. I feel like it's like 10 Not or 12. Not MLB playoffs, just MLB in general. Okay. So it'll go like it won't stand for very long. And then it will get shattered a few times in like a couple, in a couple years. And then it'll get blown out like 40 years later well yeah because you had ruth who had it for god i don't know till the 70s with aaron then he held it or season season record. Season, season. Okay, so it was maris 61 for the longest time and then you had the summer of what 98 where you had mcguire and Bo- mcguire and uh sosa and then you had bonds absolutely demolish it in 2001 right yeah so it, it, it escalated very quickly. And my point of this, so in ni- 1884, Ned Williamson broke the record, which was 14 up to that point. He hit 27 in 1884. That stood for 35 years. Then in 1919, Babe Ruth hit 29. Then in 1920, Babe Ruth said, oh yeah, I can just hit as hard as I want and hit 54. And then in 1921, he hit 59. That stood for six years. And then in 1927, he said, fuck it, and hit 60. So during his career, Babe Ruth broke the home run record three times 
and doubled what it was. And then you're right, and then Maris broke in 61, McGuire in 98, and then Bonds in 2001, and that's where it's at now. I don't see anybody breaking it for a while. See, I feel like people probably felt that way back in 1876 when the record was five. Hmm. Well, here's the thing, though. It's like with pitching, how good it's got, how how good it's been. I mean, I mean, with the tear, Luis this Luis Roberts kid has a has a, has a shot at it, and Luke Voigt too next year. I don't know. There's a couple guys who can take a swing around, but the problem is they usually die off at like 60. Or, like, high 50s. We haven't, like, see, what was it? Who's the last one to hit, like, close to 60? It was Judge or Alonzo, right? Yeah, I think I had it open. I think it might be Stanton, actually. So, Peterson's rushing record. Nobody's going to catch it. Yeah, however, uh, honestly, yeah, Stanton hit 59 in 2017. Okay. However, um, the top th- – so, like, in 98, those are the records. But, like, guys have hit more. Like, Sammy Sosa hit 66 in 98. That would be third, but I'm just going based on what the record was when it was broken. Yeah. Uh, like, Sammy Sosa hit a bunch. But think about it this way. All those guys, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, they all did steroids. Mm-hmm. So, really, the record is 61 because MLB doesn't like admitting guys use steroids. And not no, doesn't MLB. admit it. Like, they say the record counts, but they don't use it, or but they didn't do steroids. MLB basically is going like, no, these guys don't exist. They're not allowed in the Hall of Fame. We don't want them involved in the sport. So, really, the record's still 61 in my mind. Because sure. if MLB wants to act like that, then make the record 61 again. Yeah, but then you have to start really elimin- eliminating so much baseball history and so much great stuff. This is why baseball needs to get a stick out of its ass and just go and just let it go. Like, guys, yeah, it made you, a ton of, made you a ton of fucking money. Just deal let with it. Let me clarify. Like, I don't want them to say the record 61. I want them to go, oh, you did steroids. So did most of the league. You can go in the Hall of Fame. It's fine. Yeah, there's like, I mean, maybe 30 like percent of the guys in that era probably didn't do roids. You know what's the most impressive aspect of that? Yeah. Pedro Martinez dominated the league during that era. So did my boy RJ. That's what makes like that those two pitchers so like amazing. As I'm rocking your shirt right now. But because I was going to say the same thing about RJ before you said the same thing about Pedro. I mean, Johnson won four straight Cy Youngs from '99 through 2002. Pedro won multiple as well. And they didn't use Royce. Pedro was too small. Johnson was too skinny. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Pedro had the best, most dangerous changeup I'd ever seen in my life. And Johnson threw so hard, he put, he put a bird up to Jesus. I saw something. It was <laughs> you. It was a picture of a seagull. And it goes 2020, and it's Randy Johnson. <laughs> I love it. Um, No, but, like, Johnson's definitely, like, you know, Kev knows. Johnson's my, my favorite baseball player of all time. But uh, I got to see him pitch live once. I was very happy about it. He was playing for the Yankees at that point, but still, it, it counted. He's playing against the Diamondbacks, ironically. Um, but, yeah. So, all right, folks. Clickety split last call. 
going forward. So, um, going go. Uh, so, player this week actually decided to opt back into college football. Uh, Golden Gophers receivers name escapes me right now. I lost the article somehow. Whatever. Kind of just getting me off the point. I'm hoping there's a way guys can opt out midseason, opt back in midseason. I really do because this college football season is actually so far started to become pretty fun. Does it suck with some teams not having um, fans in the stands? Yeah. Does college game day still kind of make it kind of lame with all their paneling and Kirk Herbstreit talking from his little basement? Sure. Is it still got Lee Corso? Yes. Still have Bear? Yes. Pat McAfee? Yes. So I'm not complaining about it whatsoever. Um, my Hurricanes are good. Kevin's Kevin's uh, tied to the best team in the country. We're both loving this college football season right now. Um, my team probably, probably will get the crap kicked out of them next week. They'll make it a good game, though, I, I believe, wholeheartedly. But, you know what? Honestly, I'm happy the Big Ten's coming back. I could give two Fs about the Big tw- Pac-12. They can kiss my butt. But, uh, yeah, college football, full swing. I'm loving it. I'm here for it. And I never thought I'd be so happy for Saturday mornings. So, there you go. That's all I got. You just want players to opt back in so Russo can come back. That pass rush would be insane. You're going to tell me that Jalen Phillips, Quincy Roche, and Greg Rousseau, who is stopping that pass rush? Clemson. It's a line not as good as it was two years ago, and you know it as well as I do. Yeah, but Clemson still is a phenomenal recruiter. Their offensive line isn't as good. It's a bunch of four and five stars. I know. I'm just I'm waiting for the day that, you know, Clemson finally gets knocked off, but it's not going to happen for a while. Um, all right. That wraps it up for the first of many weekend edition corner booths. I am Jared. That's Kevin. Folks, enjoy our weekend. Drink responsibly. Don't drink drive. Yada, yada, yada. Watch the football. Enjoy. Wear a mask. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.